Hello world, this is the Brother to Brother Show. I'm your host, K-Mo. Thank you for taking this journey with us with real men, real problems, real solutions. Let's go. All right, welcome back to the Brother to Brother Show. I'm your host, K-Mo. This is our second time here at the uh, His Grooming Lounge in Washington, D.C. We have our uh, owner and um, uh, one of our hosts today, uh, Red. Uh, He's here with us today. He's going to speak his mind on on our hot topic. And we have Rio here today as well. And um, we have a very, very exciting and um, controversial topic that we're going to discuss tonight. So what happened to manhood? Um, past, present, and future. So um, I would say guys who are probably 30 and over could probably relate to this. Um, and, you know, don't charge it to me if, if, if I don't know guys, but if you are, you are 30 and, and up, you really had a outlook on what a man, what man, what manhood would he look like? And so, you know, I can remember falling down, playing football or sports or, um, you know, I was raised by a single mom. So uh, it was hard for her not to pick me up every time um, or uh, and, and let me get up on my own. And she was that was considered man being a man or have manhood and understanding, um, you know, certain things about being a man. So I think as a child, uh, we really look at um I'm sorry. Now we look at manhood completely different than we do uh, when we were raised. So uh, I'm gonna pass it on to uh, Rio. Uh, Rio, tell me what when you thought about being a man or, or manhood um, as a child. What did, what does that look like to you? I think for me, uh, I mean it's a it's a good topic. I mean. There's so much that goes into, like, I think being a man, um, but I think it's sort of being true to who you are. Uh, you know, I started to think about, like, my ideas of a man because I come from such a strong, um, prototypical, dominant, aggressive, alpha male uh, lineage growing up, my ideas of a man was very, very, I think, short-sighted. Mm-hmm. Um, but it also gave me a lot of courage to go out in the world and do what I needed to do mm-hmm. as a man. But um, I think, so I think it's just being true to yourself, whoever that, you know, whatever that is, however you define it. Um, I think ultimately, as long as you've been true to yourself, you've been a, a solid individual uh, you're being a, a respectful, trustworthy person. Um, that's part of being a man. Uh, I think that uh, even when you make a mistake, holding yourself accountable and being stand up makes you a man. Um, and also, I think, you know, being loving, being vulnerable, being all those things, uh, again, kind of makes you a man. But being all of those things, like together. Right. Um, mm-hmm. Not just being one of those things. I think you have to be more than just being a man, but just being a complete human being on this earth, I think, is more important 
than the idea of being a man. <clears throat> what it, but as a child, like when you growing up, what did that look like for you? Not present, but growing up, what did that look like for you? Oh, growing up being a man was, uh, you know, again taking care of taking care of your business, uh-huh. um, being a the the head of household, um, and um, not necessarily dominating in the relationship, but being at at the head of the relationship, right? So determining the course of the relationship, where it went, um, knowing sort of like. Uh, what ideas you had, the family would come with you instead of that being a combined effort. It was, you know, where my thoughts went is where my family went. Um, as a young boy, that was my idea. Right. And, and then just seeing the grotesque uh, masculinity of the men in, in my family, it was bravado macho sports right you know you know being a being a bad excuse <laughs> my french right not, yeah. not taking any mess and uh having people respect you partly from a place of fear mm-hmm. uh you know was all in my ideology about being sort of like a man just really being this alpha person in all scenarios and i had this really quick story i'll tell you that my my uh my great aunt told me one time when i was a baby and she said i was probably about i guess i was about two or three and uh i had it was me and my cousins and a couple of other people and and kids in the neighborhood and we had all come in the house and then we were in the living room and then she said she had left the room and came back in. And she said, I was standing on the table <laughs> at two and I was the youngest of the crew. And I was like, listen, everybody listen here. I'm in charge. OK. And so what I say goes. And she said that had always been sort of like my thing growing up is like wherever, wherever she saw me or whatever situation I was in, she knew that I was going to be in charge. And so I think that was that that was fueled by. Um, mimicking what I saw, right, Correct. in the men that were in my that was in my family, and I think the negative part to that is seeing men who weren't like that and considering them weak, mm. and that that's like very destructive mentally, right? You know, and so because then that's you determine who you respect or who you don't respect based on like these bravado type, you know, ideologies that. I grew up with. Um, and so I think you go growing up, that was sort of like my definition. Okay. What about you, Ed? So more of um, just growing up. Yep. Yep. And then we'll get, you know, more like, yep. How we, how we feel about it. Yep. Okay. Growing up. So, um, man, very similar. Uh, growing up, in order to be a man, you had to definitely talk the loudest in the room. You could be, you could be, you'd be dead wrong. But if you were louder than everybody else, yeah, you win. <laughs> right, <laughs> you win. So I definitely, um, pro- I definitely tried to attain that. You know, went go after that. But measured, measured, measured by his hardships, mm. which is uh, pretty pitiful. Yes, because you know if you if you been through something, been locked up, mm-hmm. you know. How many fights you've been in? Yeah. You know, if you live in a in, a, in basically nothing, a cardboard box, right. then 
you are the guy that everybody wants to be. Yeah. Right. You know, and so that was pretty terrible. Um, emotionless. Mm. Um, have no emotion. Never cried. That's a good one. Never, never, don't smile too much. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, don't have too much fun. Don't dance. <laughs> um, so, you know, just just be some form of like a, you know, just some character in a, in a, in a video game or something that's just angry and, and super strong and uh, you know, yell, you know, can, you can control people um, by by manipulating them, you know, and, and tons of women. Yeah. Tons and tons and tons of women, you know, so, um, uh, the more negative, I think, I think it's a very negative picture, mm-hmm. you know, and for me back then, you couldn't tell me that wasn't what I wanted. Right. Not tell me that, so. Um, I think you all hit on like pretty much everything that I was going to say. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, women, the uh, how strong you were, you don't cry, um, you know, uh, I think it was, how do I say, I think it was about 70, 70% of that was negative, but I think as i gotten older, and that's where we're about to come, come into our present, right, uh, it taught me so much about what I think what we discussed right before we off off um, offline was, you know, being a man, you have to be very resilient. And I think what we're finding is now um, a lot of our men that have gone through that, oh, what we see now from our from our dads, men that we've grown up with who are now older, who have passed away. Um, how they had no real outlet, how they had, how they'd had, uh, why it almost like drained them. You know, I see them as they get older, they seem like, like you see this stellar of a man when you're a child and then because we go get older, they get older. It's almost like they're helpless. And uh, thank God for, I think for, I can speak for my, for the women in my family, they still looked at them a certain way um, as that person. Um, but I think as we get older and we're trying to then understand what that balance looks like, you know, I had to take a step back and say, well, I believe those things are true, but how do I take those, th- those, those things that you all were actually discussing about the past and really make those into something that and I couldn't find that word until Red said earlier, it's resilience. Um, I think a man should be resilient. Um, I think a man um, should be strong. I should. I think a man should have be able to hold his head held, held his head up high. I think a man should do all those things that Rio spoke about. Um, but I think that's also what our, our our fathers and grandfathers tried to do, but they had no outlet. They had no way of showing that I am hurt. A lot of that was hurt. And I'm trying to figure out at this time, this is the reason why we're even having this discussion, is how do we continue to be resilient and be strong for our families, but also have a voice and an outlet so that we can so we can 
understand that, um, you know, it's not weak to, to have conversation with other men. Um, it's not, you know, uh, we're not less than men if we can't have conversation about our feelings and how we feel about things. And we'll still be looked at a certain way um, in, our, in our communities and our families by still being strong um, and being able to kind of uphold what our, our fathers were, but also be have an emotional sense of being with that. You all want to touch on that? I mean, I think definitely that's true. There's definitely some truth to that. Um, I do think that um, <clears throat> carrying on like some of the legacy of what, you know, we felt what we saw being the man uh, in our youth is important. Um, you know, I mean, I, I, I just, I, I've had some really good experiences based on that ideology and had some really challenging experiences based on that. Um, because I think holding, being responsible has always been a big thing for me. Um, but that wasn't a part of what I felt. That wasn't a part of what I saw being a man was. It was something that I felt was needed to be a man. Um, and so when I, I adopted that, right, as I kind of grew up and said that, yep, I'm going to be responsible. I'll be responsible for everyone around me. I'll be responsible for anything, any mistakes that I make, you know, and, and growing up in this world, you know, I took that responsibility to mean a lot more than others. And, um, and so definitely created its own challenges, I think, for me. But, you know, I think you should hold on to some of that core value. I just think you should be, you know, we got to be smarter. I mean, this world has uh, adapted, and I think that we have to adapt with the world, right? So I think our grandfathers and fathers were who they were at that time, mm -hmm. for what the world gave them. And I think that we have to be who we are for what the world gives us today and what the world gives our sons and daughters and and children of the future. Um, so, so yeah, so I, you know, I feel like, you know, taking some of that is, is, is important, you know, as well. Yeah. Um, so I think now uh, manhood is, is being actually is being realized. Mm. Um, I think everything that has come before us is just building blocks. Okay. Um, I think you know, two gen uh, three generations ago did it better than four generations ago. Two generations ago did it better than three, and so on and so mm -hmm. forth. So we're, I think we are just more knowledgeable about the truth of what it means to be a man as it pertains to uh, our generation. Because... I mean, if we look at, you know, let's say my grandfather's time, when a woman was, you know, she didn't, she didn't work. Right. She didn't have, she didn't have a job. Mm -hmm. If he was coming home, beating her down every day, well, she, don't, well, she couldn't even go anywhere. Right. She had no money. Well, mm -hmm. She had no job. It wasn't even an option. So women became liberated a bit from home. Right. Balanced the playing field a little bit. Right. The man had to say, okay, all right, if being a man doesn't mean bringing home the money, right. and I can do whatever I want. Mm -hmm. So, um, 
think at that point, you know, even a generation ago, um, from my father's standpoint, like he learned what it meant to respect his wife as an equal, mm. um, but still washing away two generations ago, which right. was his father, right? right. Trying, right. To, uh, trying to realize that. So for me, um, I'm understanding now what it, as manhood, you know, resilience. Yes, absolutely. Um, you know, if I could uh, make a biblical um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, comparison, you know, King David, he played the harp. Mm -hmm. You know, that's not the most quote unquote masculine thing. Not the harp, no, not at all. Right? But he also killed a, a lion. Right. You know, so having the ability to, to swing the pendulum, I think is realistic. And it doesn't matter what generation you are in. You were always swinging on a pendulum, man. You always liked things that were typically emotional or, or things that were more on the hardcore side. Society just told you what you could tell people. Mm. And so now it's becoming more acceptable to actually speak about what it is that you think and feel, mm -hmm. which is healthy. Right, absolutely. Because I think male or female, we all have thoughts, feelings, hopes, wishes, desires, um, things that we like, and things that we dislike. Um, so I love building things and I also love dance. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So uh, I love creating things and, you know, I'm all over the spectrum. And um, it's, I'm just, it's, I'm, I'm happy to, as I'm growing and understanding manhood, that uh, it's not defined by some some false caricature that was built, you know, from 150 years ago. So uh, let's 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 build on that one right there. So uh, we, we've gotten to what we've learned, uh, but I do think we're like in a crisis of I don't want to I don't want to even like journey us off anywhere further than what our topic is. But when we talk about like manhood, this is a healthy thing that we're talking about. Um, but there are, I think that as the next couple of generations are coming up and them not, what we talked about, her responsibility, her resilience, I heard um, healthy um, to have conversations and things like that. How do we really empower our young men um, to take all those things because I think the difference is we all talked about the men that were in our lives. Um, we all talked about, yeah, there were some things that we saw that were terrible, but we took this from this uh, uh, man and this from this other man and just our own experiences as men growing up and having um, some level of understanding. But what about a lot of those men who are coming up and coming into manhood and may not have the resilience that I that I see that some that don't have that may not have understand how healthy it is to have a healthy conversation and not screaming yelling. Um, how, how do you do that? Like, how do you really have a healthy conversation? How do you really um, understand like what resilience looks like? Because uh, I believe that that resilience may have came from. I'm speaking from myself. It came up, you know. Me, me falling down and me getting and, and nobody helped me to get back up. 
Whereas I feel like these days, a lot of people have the falling up, falling down, but there's always somebody there to pick them up. And what we describe what manhood was, was a part of that resilience. How does that, how do you have a healthy balance with that? I, I, um, I'm going to let you get this read. Uh, but I watched something maybe about 15 years ago. Um, it was something on HBO. And um, uh, one of the Wayman Wayman brothers uh, talked about uh, he was, you know, acting and he had dropped out of college. He was standing up in a, uh, he was like, you know, his dad said, go to college, go to college, go to college. And he said, well, I didn't go to college, but he's like, well, look at it like this. He had explained to his dad, why not go to college? Because he had a full ride. He's like, look at this concrete floor. He was like, if, if I have a sofa behind me, I might allow myself to fall on that sofa. But if I don't have a sofa behind me and I see that concrete or that wooden floor, I'm not going to allow myself to fall. I believe that these days we have a lot of young people who have that sofa behind them so they're not really been taught how to be resilient. Does that make sense? How do, how do we help them become resilient? Because a lot of my friends who have children and I see it with the kids that I work with, you know, we always want to like make sure that they don't make some of the same mistakes that we make. I think one one huge way, humongous way, and this isn't my thought, this is something that someone said to me. Okay. Is uh, you have we have to detach from wanting to be LeBron James and Jay Z and um, whoever else giant superstar and recognize that you know what you can be. You can be uh, real. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You know, you know, you can be anybody that's in our society right now that has has achieved, that has found success, that that has, you know, uh, six figures in the bank. Right. Did you know the guy at your barbershop does? Right. Did you know the guy across the street does? Right. Maybe if you changed what it is that you're looking to attain and made it more realistic right to the people that are in your everyday circle of life maybe it's the guy just at the church you know mm-hmm. did you even know that he has this or he attained that or he had a business sold it now he's retired and he's only 41 i mean did you know that no of course not most people don't because we're all looking at the television yeah, looking to see who's who's at. So showing our youth right now that you know they can be more than whatever it is that's on television, and that social media is becoming something that is becoming so detrimental, dangerous even. Yeah, because the mind is you know you get the mind, you got the man, and yeah. uh, social media is infecting the mind with things that don't aren't necessarily you know, real um, in everyday life. So. Um, that's, the, that's my biggest thing is, is uh, really empowering. Oh, and, and the next thing, the other thing that I thought is important too is educating. Mm-hmm. Um, educating ourselves. Become become educated on what it looks like to have a healthy conversation. Mm-hmm. Become educated and, and don't look at what it, what you went through. Just like totally cut that off. Well, I went, I saw this so therefore it is, this is how it should be. Like know how to separate that. Just because that's what you saw doesn't mean that that's what it should be. And, you know, 
In order, if you want to know what it should be, educate yourself on what a healthy conversation looks like, on what a healthy household, a healthy marriage, a healthy relationship. Um, you know, maybe get rid of these this, this, these terms, good and bad, and start using healthy and unhealthy. Right. So, thank you, Rick. Yeah. Man, that's all really good information. I think um, you guys hit it on the on the head. Um, yeah, I mean, I think you gotta you have to find your find your own way. I think that that's a part of being a man is finding what journey is yours. Um, I know in the earlier uh, podcast we kind of talked about the importance of mentorship, and I do think that uh, that's a part of being a man as well is looking at positive examples uh, of what your idea or your ideology of a man encompasses. Um, and then, you know, being righteous about that, right? Not living sort of a lie and saying that's what you want to be when in all actuality, you're not, you're not built for it, right? You're not up for it. So I think you got to define it for yourself. Um, but again, I think the, the, the best advice would always be just to stay solid and true to who you are, like as a person. Um, that's really, really important, I think. I mean, from a respect stand, standpoint, uh, that's why I, I hold respect for him, right? I mean, even if you and I are different, if you 100 all the way with me all the time and that's who you are, I, I gain a ton of respect for you. And I gain a, another level of respect for our differences. So, you know, I think that's that's super important. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we talked about just really uh, getting back into what we want to reach out to our young people and talk to them about manhood. Um, please, please, please make sure that uh, you stay true to, true to yourself. Res respect. Res if you can't respect yourself, you can't respect anyone. You can't respect any uh, anyone else. That's what I would say. Respect yourself first. Honor your own self. Know where you came from. If you feel like your situation is not where you want it to be, it's okay to change. And what I would say to this is what I, what I will be said about different generations. We can change the cycle. That's the one thing about it. You can change the generational cycle. And there are people in society, in your life, or even if that, and the people around you that can help and support you. Um, and guys, the Brother to Brother show is here to really help support that. We're going to have red tickets out. Whatever you guys do, don't be triggered. Stop being triggered. Whenever you don't want, whenever you, whenever you hear something that you don't like, just have a moment with yourself. Realize it's okay. To have feelings, mm. it's a, it's it's okay to feel things. Yeah, it's not okay to, to harm people, to do harmful things, to say harmful things because of how you feel. So have a moment with yourself, and basically be better than what you know. It's okay to. It's, it, I guess what he was also saying, like what I'm gathering from it is, um, somebody's always going to try to trigger you. Something's always going to allow you to try to get there. Um, but one of the things we talked about sports today, 
I will say this. He's always being criticized. He's always being talked about. Um, but that that LeBron James that uh, he always tries to come back in a in a bigger light, and that's what that I respect for him being in society, being in society, and being in in the, the the forefront since he was 16 years old. He's always had that light, and he tries to do the right thing. And there's that LeBron James in church. There's that LeBron James at your school. There's that LeBron James on different places in your life, you just have to pick them. This is the Brother Brother Show. Thank you, his grooming, for allowing us to be here this, this evening. And um, we want to appreciate you, and we'll see you soon.